0: What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, fuckboy. That's how you pronounce F-U-C-C-B-O-I, fuckboy. I am your number one fuckboy, John Gabrus, host of this bullshit-ass podcast. Thank you so much for listening, all my little number two fuckboys and fuckgirls out there. I'm so excited to be back. I've got friend collaborator comedian lima rita pusher dave ebert what's up buddy thanks for joining me on high and mighty
1: hey man thanks for having me
0: <laughs> i love it <laughs> that was so businesslike I, I
1: enjoyed that Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here uh, uh, thank you
0: so much for having me yeah, i enjoy <laughs>
1: i look forward to these negotiations i hope we come to some sort of
0: agreement <laughs> All right. Going forward, I just wanted you to be informed that I am going to share some information about myself on this podcast and we're going to go back and forth and discuss. We're going to talk about religion, actually, specifically another facet of religion. Um, We're going to get into that in a minute. First, it's time for me to read some of my five star reviews. As As always, gang, shitheads out there. Rate me five stars and then roast me in the customer reviews on uh, iTunes and I will read them out loud and shout out your name. So what we're going to do now is go through a couple because I have 380 ratings and they're all mean comments about me. I don't know if I should have done this. (laughs) This is an easy way to get into a fucking self-hate spiral. All right, the first one is from CTC36 and the comment is... John Gabrus is too fat. (laughs) CTC, good shout out to... uh, uh, That's almost Cheesy Gordita Crunch, but I guess it's Cheesy Taco Crunch. John Gabrus is too fat. Oh, that's my doctor, Chester Thomas (laughs) Chesterson. All right, um, this is from Masked... Oh, no, this is from Subtle Eye Legal, and the, the title is Masked Sadness. Josh Gabrus fake jokes about his crippling depression mostly over his obesity and father issues, for a painstaking hour with a guest who he undoubtedly kidnapped and forced to record with him. Six out of five. Favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gay Bruce is one of the best uh, botchings. Of- Another thing, I guess, a bit is everyone botches my name yeah. on purpose because that's like just the most humbling thing ever is to just call like just imagine i just long. called you mike for as long as we knew each other it's like weirdly such a power move
1: <laughs> I, it makes me terrified to address anybody by name
0: to, to be incorrect right? I, I
1: have a deep fear of it my wife wants to know why i won't introduce her to more people and it's because i'm so afraid i'll say their name wrong even though i've known them for years
0: oh it's not yeah Here, here's a little tip and now this is a spoiler alert if you ever if this ever happens in an interaction with me if i don't introduce my wife she knows that means I'm not confident what that person's name might be so she goes oh hi I'm Tiffany John he's such an idiot and then like does all the work the thing where you're like oh you didn't know oh sorry it's Dave Ebert (laughs) like I wait to hear (laughs) I am I also now have gotten to the point maybe it's old age maybe it's impatience maybe it's an overabundance of confidence but like i'll just run into someone they're like hey man i'm like look i am so sorry but what is your name I, <laughs> and i just finally and i'm 34 i just got the confidence to say that to people <laughs> it's so hard it's so difficult to go i'm sorry man i totally forget your name i know we worked for three weeks on a movie together in albany but i cannot remember but your crew so who the fuck are you <laughs> I'm i feel just kidding, like I'm you've kidding.
1: developed the persona over time that people are like oh that's that's Gabrus
0: oh I think a lot of my persona that I've developed is uh, to cover shortcomings <laughs> like oh he doesn't mean those racist misogynistic anti-semitic things he says that's oh, just who he is typical now <laughs> typical gay- right I, if I go what's up bro hey handsome what's up sweetheart you know it's like a joke but it's really like I have, cannot remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's always really funny when I, like, I see a group of people I haven't seen in a while and there's like two tall beautiful women and two dudes I'm like Karen Mark go what are your guys names again (laughs) it's like all right i'm a fucking pervert all right so this is from kev max 656 whatever a bunch of numbers not the worst thing i've ever heard oh okay that's actually a compliment it's better than i've been hearing this pilot season uh this is from rich nice 20 who's actually a friend of mine from back home i thought this was the worst thing i ever listened to until i ate sushi with john (laughs) gabrus Rich Nice is one of my brother's best friends And we do eat sushi together (laughs) Uh, This is from Kevin Bartlett The only podcast where the host gives shout-outs to his high school friends who probably don't listen to his show. (laughs) Five stars would listen to again. That's actually funny you say that, Kevin, because on uh, the Long Island episode when I mentioned my friend's deli, I actually texted him to say, (laughs) Hey, I have a podcast and I mentioned you on it, thinking it would be a compliment, and he never (laughs) responded. So, (laughs) This is from Crazy Rebel. Finally, you can listen to human garbage bag John Gabris, the host of hit show Santa's in the Barn, talk about his glory days. That was enough. But then he goes on to say, John and his guests talk about whatever garbage he wants, like all the things he did to stay under 300 pounds in high school or whatever was popular in the 80s. (laughs) Each week, fatter than the next, John makes his guests promise to come back and see him again. Sadly, it's just so that somebody will make sure he hasn't choked on the fourth chalupa he had for breakfast. Best podcasts on the network. Can't wait for the next live episode. Oh, okay. All right. We'll wrap this up soon. But this, uh, the title of this next one from Graham Petty is Not John Gemberling. <laughs> so I can only imagine what this means. You can only imagine my disappointment when I realized this wasn't John Gemberling's podcast. I guess Gabrus has been in some stuff, like Wild and Out, a show so bad Nick Cannon doesn't even put it on his resume. <laughs> I bet Gabrus's headshot and resume consists of a picture of a Dunkin' Donut and a list of nonsense words written in crayon. Five-star, must-listen, must-download, download or any F-boy, S-head, rollin' rock, lovin' son of a gun out there. Woo! Oh, okay. Oh, he did a little Ric Flair run at the end there. I pre- <laughs> much appreciated, Graham Petty. <laughs> Not John Gamberling. Trust me, I wish I was him a number of fucking times probably right around pilot season. <laughs> the
1: people I'm staying with right now were very excited for me to do this podcast with John Gemberling. Uh. And it was
0: a huge disappointment to them. <laughs> they let down and be like, no, John Gabriel which one is he? You show him a picture. They're like, oh God. Yeah, I've seen him at the Santa Monica Pier playing the fucking <laughs> banjo. <laughs> All right, this is a great pod from... Gr- From Brett Gelman, who I doubt actually even knows I have a podcast, knows I exist, or any of that. But uh, that's the person's name. If you think John Grabus is hilarious in other podcasts, you'll be shocked how truly unfunny this is. I would be embarrassed if anyone knew I listened to this. My favorite podcast, never miss an episode. I actually really like this pattern where they always end it with five out of five. (laughs) They are super mean. All right. He's like Tommy Boy, only fatter and with more dad issues. (laughs) Wow. Kyle, darling. That is hardcore. He's like Tommy Boy, only fatter with more dad issues. Oh, man. Well, we'll end it there because I can only handle so much. (laughs) I have a thick waist, thick legs, thick head, but not thick skin.
1: (laughs) You know what, though? A lot of these people, uh, they they just see the fat, right? Yeah. It's like fat and they get hung up on that. And they don't take the time to pick apart other physical deformities you may have
0: <laughs> that's honestly like we just talked about before about like part of my uh, persona being fat is the best because it's the thing everyone makes fun of me for but it's not it's like the most american thing first first of all one of the most american things you could do is be overweight <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so people just shit all over me no one's like why is his two ears different and different heights? His eyes are two different sizes, uh-huh. and he has a be- he he grows a beard to cover what is a giant child's face, <laughs> and he has no body hair, man tits and uh, super small hands like and and like ha- hairless legs. No one ever says any of that stuff. And I don't even think I should have brought any of that up. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but it's all true. It's, it's all true. Yeah, you're looking
0: true. at me. I yeah. am sort of like a weird anomaly here.
1: I feel like I've seen a lot of pictures of you naked or nearly naked throughout the years through the jobs I've had. <laughs> I, yes. Because working for MTV they made me look at stuff to roast you.
0: Yeah, they made you look. Uh, everyone who gets hired at an M- any MTV job is forced to look at a nude photo of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It was, it was on the con, like sandwich in the contract it's a weird
0: hazing for other people yeah. <laughs> well no that's for the mtv2 show joking off uh-huh. right where we roast people They're like send in some old pictures of embarrassing pictures i'm like well every picture of me is embarrassing but i guess what you mean is nude
1: <laughs> yeah well and i also uh when i moved to new york i did the ucb calendar one month when you had uh blackout drunk show
0: oh right right, right and you right. were
1: naked on a bar stool or something yes like that. yeah
0: that was my old flyer wait you did the count you mean like designed it i designed it one month oh, so awesome. somewhere
1: on one of my old computers is floating around a nude picture of you on a bar stool yeah
0: i couldn't believe i did people were like and i had like a big bruise on my hip uh, <laughs> in, in a picture from rugby and i just and i'm hairless and and pale and i'm like this giant baby nude with a little dick and a fucking huge bruise on my side people were like why are you promoting this <laughs> (laughs) The show, what's the show about? I'm like, oh, it's just I get drunk and tell stories. And they're like, this makes no fucking sense.
1: The bruise was very, like, sorority girl in its location.
0: Right. It was, like, literally, like, I fell down the stairs drunk or something like that. It's a hickey on my oblique. Um, So, Ebert... uh, we know, we've known each other for a bit. N- new to Guy Code this last season, we met through UCB, Guy mm-hmm. Code joking off. And we were just randomly talking one time and you mentioned that you grew up in sort of a interesting religious situation. I won't say any, anything. I'll let you explain it all so I don't misspeak. And I was like, dude... I am intrigued by this. Would you like to go on my podcast? We could shout out your Twitter. You can get three more followers and you could oh, overshare about your childhood with me.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were
0: great. like, yeah, well, I'm in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, uh, I'm going to bare my soul uh,
0: mostly because I have free time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, that's why I have a podcast is because I don't have a job. <laughs> um, so – Tell me a little bit about the, you. Know, uh, so I'm obsessed with religion, and especially like interesting sects of different religions. Like I did an sure. episode about Judaism, just because growing up Catholic, even though now I'm an atheist, uh, I grew up on Long Island, I was around a lot of Judaism, would always intrigued me. So I talked to friends Gil Ozari, and Adam Pally about it. Mm-hmm. But you were mentioning to me that something you were in something a little, a little different than just. So it was yeah. a, it was a Christian r- religion. It was
1: Christian, right? Okay, so. Uh...
0: Where are you uh, from, first of all?
1: I'm from uh, upstate New York. Which part? um, Near Buffalo.
0: Ooh, so that's real upstate yeah not like i yeah. went to school in the hudson oh. valley and i mean literally i i'm from long island my wife's from westchester and my brothers say she's from upstate <laughs> she's from 40 minutes out of the city she's from the same distance from the city as we are yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah and and everybody calls that upstate and they're they're not wrong
0: like i think you got to get past albany to even start talking upstate and that's still people call that central new york well we're western new york is yeah what we are right right because is that like rochester area
1: Rochester is like the far end of. I'm further. I'm three hours outside of Cleveland. Is where I grew up.
0: No, <laughs> you're joke, closer like, to Cleveland than close, you are to New York City.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> way closer to Cleveland. Um, That's wild. Uh, and I grew up in a small town, like on a horse farm. Uh, and
0: is that why your Twitter handle is horse divorce?
1: No, that was a. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was before you realized that uh, Twitter was about branding, and you were just like, "This is I, a funny I word." I it, but I was like,
1: "Well, this <laughs> website's going to be done in a couple weeks." who cares if it's not my name and now they're like 10 minutes later there was a david ebert out there so i'm stuck with horse Divorce. i tried to change it for a while
0: and then once you get validated and stuff it's like hard to do you're like verified rather than not validated that's
1: the name of my company my what? production company is horse divorce yeah oh then it makes sense because awesome. i couldn't do my name for my company there's some david ebert co out there uh,
0: well guess who uh high and mighty uh uh corporation high and mighty productions incorporated
1: that, there you go <laughs>
0: Uh, That's what the podcast name came from. I was like, I already have a business name. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just whatever bullshit we picked on the day we registered <laughs> yeah. as an LLC. Yeah, the
0: day you had to come up with something. I was like, oh, Pussyhound is taken. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pussyhound Productions. <laughs> Literally every variation of Pussyhound is taken. Pussyhound LLC, Incorporated, Co., <laughs>
0: pussyhound dash biz <laughs> uh what's the uh so you're from upstate new york yeah grew up on a horse farm yeah is that were you in a town that was like very much like that or yeah. you like the anomaly in no school? no no.
1: it was a pretty rural town we had like a dairy festival <laughs> uh we, like uh there's this thing called bossy bingo at the festival is you- that
0: cow pie bingo yeah holy shit really? I, i've only heard rumors of this one of my best friends who i think you know justin tyler yeah he's from uh syracuse area central new york right and he told me about cow pie bingo and i didn't believe him yeah this is true. this first fact check to this story so tell people what cow pie bingo are, uh, or what'd you call it
1: uh bossy bingo is what we call it but it's cow pie bingo <laughs> and uh they take a field and they measure it off in a grid and uh people take bets on where a cow will shit and they let the cow go.
0: It's like Super Bowl boxes, but a cow shits in one of them. And I mean,
1: like, I, I forget what the prize money is. I think it's like maybe $1,000, which where I'm from is like nine mortgage payments. So yeah. it's a big
0: deal. 1000 bucks lets you take a year off work at the dairy farm. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so that's- Imagine a group of people. Th- th- um, this is a place where you're from where... People find entertainment in keeping track of a cow's asshole to see when something comes out of it.
1: Yeah, that's entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, I can tell you the most fun I had growing up was going to an old abandoned bridge and dropping things off it. (laughs) <laughs> that was like an activity. That's awesome. Like, Clear your schedule. We got some box fans from the dump, and we're going to drop them from the train trestle and see what happens. And what happens is they just hit the ground. That's it.
0: <laughs> That's such a bored kid thing to do i'm not even i'm from the suburbs and we drop shit off bridges that were overpasses to highways <laughs> like, <laughs> Right? you'd hear like cars slam on the brakes and we'd be like sprint we found an abandoned stroller one time and threw it off of a bridge onto a highway <laughs> <laughs> and in hindsight that's like what they do in the good sun to kill someone like a car, <laughs> car yeah and it I think, honestly, once I saw The Good Son, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop throwing shit off bridges. Because, like, someone died or something. Like, they throw a fake body off and the guy, like, peels out and hits a wall. I yeah. was like, we're going to kill somebody. Yeah, we you- said go to McDonald's, drink our milkshakes, and then drink half of them and just launch them onto, like, cars. That's, like, so fucked up. Right. <laughs> but that's are so we find shit in the dumpster and throw it off. So you're – this is all the makings of, like, let's get really into religion. <laughs> right, yeah. This is yeah. – our lives are fucking empty. We're so, throwing box fans at people.
1: Right. So the it's it, the people were all nice right. in, in my church. They're all wonderful people, like, kind, loving. But it was um it was Assembly of God was the denomination. Um, oh, I,
0: lo- I love this. Assembly of God already has weird connotations. Just I'm the sound of it. I'm pretty
1: sure it's the same one that uh, Sarah Palin is – Belongs to oh wow so what they so it's
0: like a it's like a big sect it goes it's like all over America or all yeah over, yeah. yeah there's a
1: yeah um, uh, and they are uh, evangelical and Pentecostal
0: okay so break that down for me a little bit right if you so. Can
1: um or another word is charismatic um they believe it's an actual technical term charismatic Oh, churches. okay
0: because i because when i think evangelical i really do think charismatic though because i think preacher single guy leading everything and talking and charming everyone yeah
1: no it is so they believe that there's certain gifts of the spirit that can happen like um that you can be healed by the laying out of hands mm-hmm. you lay on of hands and pray and people will actually be healed uh there's something they do called being slain in the spirit where, like, you're being forgiven of your sins, the pastor slaps you on, you on the forehead, head. you fall over. Two then... of
0: his uh, accomplices or whatever they're called. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: And then the, the biggest thing is uh, Pentecostal means that they believe that on the day of Pentecost, when Jesus went back into heaven, uh, that he gave the gift of the Holy Spirit to people, which means they can speak in tongues. So oh. it's a big speak in tongues church.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. That's this, like a big thing. All right, so, cuz that I that I'm familiar with. I didn't know that was like a division of Pentecost.
1: So Right, so like Baptists don't believe in speaking in tongues. Right. But
0: they do believe in the hit in the head right
1: uh, it depends on where you are like they're oh, okay. snake handling that sort of thing a lot of faith based things yeah uh, which snake handling is the belief that you can handle snakes and that they won't bite you because parcel stop tongue. that
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it's parcel tongue
0: I believe it's called parcel tongue that's uh, really funny that if, for people who don't know that's something in Harry Potter and it's something straight from a division of Christianity yeah <laughs> um <laughs> it's magic in a book and <laughs> and in real life i guess it is sort of mad so uh, how did you how, what is that what is that experience like as a child or as a young right. like did you have to go to sunday school and stuff yeah so uh, and was it rigorous was m- it crazy
1: my mom uh so my mom was a young single mother and uh uh was, was a recovering alcoholic and of course, AA pushes you to join a church, right? And so this church was just uh, friends of the family belong to it. They are very accepting. May I ask if
0: your uh, uh, parents are divorced or your father has passed away.
1: No, my okay. So that's a that's like a whole different podcast. <laughs> all
0: right, well, hey, dad issues is the um, subtext of all these podcasts.
1: My biological father uh, is um, uh, they divorced when I was like one or two. He's there's like a I have like a dozen half brothers and sisters with all different moms oh. throughout the country like he like set up franchise families yeah he's like
0: an nfl player yeah 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 <laughs>
1: um and so uh she didn't remarry until i was like seven or eight somebody else that she met through the program oh okay uh and he became a member of the church too oh. but so we were members of this church uh that was a very loving and nurturing place they're like i said they're all kind people but then they also believe things like um uh, that God put dinosaur bones here to trick us
0: what that's specific not that's such a like that's so interesting because that's like justifying in and, a way
1: and it's like it's like who believes that like that's something I think my mom believes like she asked me she's like I can't wait to die so that I can ask God about dinosaur bones oh like she said that to me before <laughs> you were
0: like mom don't rush please <laughs>
1: um, oh a big focus of the church is the rapture right consistent fear that the rapture is going to happen. I remember being like four or five and constantly praying that God come into my heart because I didn't do it convincingly enough before so that I would go to heaven when the rapture did happen.
0: That's so... I think that the, the uh, preachers or religions use the rapture the way parents use Christmas on a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like Santa is watching year round and it's just a, like, hey, anytime, anything... And it's, they're not wrong. The world could end, right? Is yeah. that what the rapture is? The world is ending and God goes, all right, I'm saving these people.
1: What well, yeah. The the belief is what will happen is – and if you read the Left Behind series
0: – Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's right?
1: pretty on par with what my church believes.
0: Oh, okay. Um, or well, if you watch the Kirk Cameron movie. <laughs> Did he do it? Yeah. A- <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, uh, like they believe – I remember uh, them saying that like – you'll be sapped up into heaven, but you leave your clothes behind and they're like folded neatly.
0: It's like leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of like a weird leftovers thing.
1: I mean, the leftovers is kind of based on right. Of the right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this belief was so strong that like, I remember my mom calling me one day and like kept calling me and calling me. I picked up, I was in college and I like had to leave class to pick up and she's like, Oh good. You picked up. I couldn't get a hold of your sister or your dad. Um, I thought the rapture had happened.
0: And she, Oh my God. So that's the left behind. That's the left behind is you're not welcome into God's home or whatever. Right. And
1: so then, and then, so there's this whole I mean, I won't get into mythology, but it's like a seven years trial. The Antichrist will come to power. The seven headed beast. See, now this
0: is the shit, like, if this was part of my religious upbringing, because I was uh, just. You know, Roman Catholic. Right. So Catholicism. I took Catholicism all that. If you were telling me these, because I was obsessed with like uh, Greek uh, mythology and Norse mythology. If you told me all this shit when I was a kid, I would have been in more into religion. I think. Like, yeah. Was it like Was it cool at all? Like the idea, not the cool part of like I'm into the devil and the seven beasts, beast, but it's more like, whoa, this is some serious shit. There-
1: yeah, there is that. A lot of the the belief is like, um, there is the world. That's everybody else the secular world right, right you don't want to be of the world the world so everybody that says that what we do isn't right they're trying to trick you that's all satanic sort of trick uh,
0: that's so So I, I don't know much about this and now with hindsight it sound it's so funny to just see how transparent these justify like it's almost like like telling your kid trust me Santa Claus is real kids are gonna tell you that Santa Claus isn't real but But those kids part of the plan right exactly that's part
1: of Santa's plan
0: exactly and it's like it just instantly because Santa has these evil people working for him to prove like and so make sure you always keep up your beliefs because
1: because the 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 pathway to heaven is, is narrow it's a narrow road, right. And it's a, it's a wide road to hell.
0: And it literally just pushes challenging or doubt out of uh, the believers.
1: Well, that's the concept of faith. The idea of faith is that you believe something without needing proof or evidence, right? You know, and which is a funny thing because there are uh, religious, like like Christian scientists sort of types, not the actual branch of Christian scientists, but people that do try to prove that the earth is 10,000 years old that do try to prove, uh, that like, um, homosexuality was created by the devil, stuff (laughs) like that. Uh, which is kind of like the antithesis of the idea of faith, which is you believe without proof,
0: right? You believe without like, you don't need to see, you know, like
1: certainty without proof and proof without certainty. That's, that's the difference between faith and science.
0: i didn't make that up i know i know i assumed it was so cool really cool (laughs) (laughs) there's no way ebert brought that up on his own uh that's oh man the idea of a scientist who's also very religious intrigues me big time
1: well my mom has a really scientific mind weird right so like she'll like devise like kind of experiments in her own home of like you know planting seeds and stuff like that but then um and she's not as much anymore because like people get older and they like ease up uh, right.
0: Well, you realize that a lot of people just realize like, oh, that got me through. Like, And it sounds specifically like that really helped your mom in a time that totally. she needed. Yeah. Single
1: mom, two kids. A community.
0: Yeah. And th- I think also another, this is a completely separate left field thought, but I think another thing that's kind of breaking down in religion and young people and millennials and people is that you can find community without religion these days. Right, which I which I think like in the back in the day, it's like get to church and meet all the people who are similar to you in your town that you wouldn't normally meet, yeah, and or like feeling alone. Go to church, be one with God and the congregation. And I, but I feel like nowadays, because of the internet and stuff like that, it's like, you can find, I mean, obviously you can't find God on Facebook, but you can find the comfort of being around other people, like minded individuals. I feel like, you know, like you can just, a Reddit thread, I think, what I'm saying is a Reddit thread has replaced God. <laughs> Yeah, in a weird, weird roundabout way, maybe this I this is completely hypothesis on my part.
1: Well, so if you think about it, like probably somebody had a good idea at some point that's like we shouldn't kill each other. We're right. better as a community if we don't kill each other. We're stronger, right. you know. That's more people to like, yeah, harvest stuff and 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 somebody said, you know, on what authority? And that person had to be like, um, God told me. <laughs> and God who's God? Said, oh, God yeah, he talks to me. A force <laughs> and like you know, that's how. This thing starts because pretty good rules.
0: Right. Well, that's by. what that's like. Um, I, I hate to be. I just randomly saw like a Bernie Sanders clip where they asked him about his faith and he was like, every religion has pretty much do unto others as you want done unto you. Right. And that's like, that's pretty much a pretty solid rule. <laughs> now, the
1: thing that gets confusing is that um, like my family, uh, we were biblical literalists, which means if it's in the Bible It happened that way, which is Jonah was eaten by a whale and then later came out of that whale that happened. Sarah was turned into a pillar of salt. But this
0: is, not, this is not not just your family. This is a large chunk of people who believe in the Bible believe it that far along, right?
1: Yeah. There's yeah. more and
0: more people, uh, 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 more and more religions have started to go like, it's metaphorical, it's allegorical, like, and stuff like that. But there are some people who, cho- like, you didn't eat shellfish growing up then, right? Or whatever. Or... Well,
1: that there's, of course, justifications because I'm sure somebody loved shellfish. So they were like, well, when Jesus came back, he said... You know, he got rid of the Old Testament rules and he made new rules.
0: Now we can wear two different kinds of materials, right? Yeah, now we can eat uh, oysters.
1: There is actually a verse because a lot of people will point to the verse in Leviticus as like why homosexuality is a sin, where it says, you know, a man should not lay with another man or whatever. And then people are like, well, how come you can have shellfish and buttons on your whatever? Uh, a b- biblical literist will say, well, in Romans, it says. That it is an abomination to lay with a man, so that's after Jesus, so um, Jesus, Jesus doubled down. I was like, yeah, gay stuff, still bad.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm back. I've tried uh, I've tried oysters. There I go. <laughs> I got fucked in the ass by Paul. That's no that's not cool. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> maybe not casually referencing Jesus getting fucked in the ass on my podcast is the um, best idea Well, and thank and, and, you, sponsors <laughs> and I hope
1: that if, I hope if any very religious people uh, will do the fact checking on this because um I'm pretty sure that it's a letter from john it is romans um uh, so it's not something jesus said necessarily but it was written in the new testament which is in the eyes of my church consecrated as the final word of god
0: oh right because it was uh it had been edited by jesus it had been read like he had put his stamp on it right (laughs) which is a thing that jesus is editor-in-chief of the new testament (laughs) right
1: it's a thing that bothered me when i was growing up was this idea and look i think having angst about your religion That you grew up with is a very college thing.
0: Right. Well, because that's when the first time you were like, you went to uh, SUNY Fredonia. I did. N- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's especially that's not a Catholic college. That's a state school. Right. You're gonna meet all different people there, and you're gonna like, hey, you guys seem fine, and oh, you're gay, and it seems fine. You're you. I mean, just meeting people not on a farm or you know meet like. Oh, totally. I, m- One of my friends was like, I didn't meet a Jewish person till college. <laughs> I never met a Jewish person. I didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't meet a black kid until I was twelve. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah that's awesome that makes it I don't mean it like, oh, you lucky bastard. Eleven glorious years. <laughs> Eleven glorious powder white years. No, I used
1: to talk about my stand-up how like it was bad because like we were racist, but in a really positive we only knew athletes and rappers as black people. So so in this black kid movie we were like, Oh, can you do all this stuff? But like coincidentally he could. <laughs>
0: right? So it was just positive affirmation. That it, it was like-
1: he was just great at football, basketball, could freestyle rap. He like filled every role of the stereotypes we had created. (laughs)
0: that's right master p is from your small town right yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so so what was i I mean i don't know like there's so many i have so many questions what was the moment you thought maybe this was a little crazy or what was the moment where you you were in the deepest or something like that? well okay
1: so there's there's different extremes of it um because i still have a lot of uh love for the people that were in it. Of course. They are like they are they are, they are, they are family. Yeah. Oh um, hey,
0: just a quick uh quick aside again. Uh where do you stand now religiously after all this, I guess?
1: Um you know, um I I so I went through this whole arc, right, which was um very religious, training to be a pastor, tr- like trying to like make my life that way you know because i liked performing and there right. was like a certain element of delivering sermons that i enjoyed uh to going to college questioning all of that mm-hmm. um moving uh, starting to starting to say like well maybe i'm anti-religion but i still believe in god yeah and then i was like i don't I think that the, the only thing that proves God's existence is personal experience. People being like, I felt God in something. And I was like, I don't think I really felt God in anything. And so I was like, so maybe I'm agnostic. I don't know. And then I had a professor of pragmatism, which is philosoph- philosophical pragmatism, who's like, look, if you really don't think God exists, you're allowed to say that you're an atheist. You don't have to hedge your bets just because you don't know you don't know if you feel that way you're like okay i just don't really think god's real right because
0: so- the agnostic is that soft atheism where you're like uh just in case uh right, just in right. case the world ends i want to make sure i'm going to heaven so i'm not positive about Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah those yeah. are
1: like the people that do pascal's wager of um which one is that that's the one that says uh i will believe in god because if they're right I gain the kingdom of heaven. If they're wrong, I lose nothing.
0: Which Uh is a real... That's a solid deal.
1: (laughs) uh, A real like, why not? Sure. Um, Really not what God had in mind, I don't think.
0: Eternity in heaven or no consequences whatsoever. Yeah, I'll take that ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: But uh, So then I was like an atheist. And then for a little while I was like, a grumpy atheist you know that's a good
0: phase the atheist that that's like eth- atheism veganism and like crossfit are like the things that like when you first get into it you have to talk about it yeah and um <laughs> and other pre- <laughs> uh i used to like
1: like have all these statements where i was like yeah well you know maybe i want to be good because that's what you should do not because of the promise of reward or the fear of punishment
0: oh i like that one maybe it's that's just- it maybe i just want to do good Because I love my fellow man. Right. I don't need anyone else to tell me. I don't want to covet my neighbor's wife because that's rude. Maybe that's the love of the Christ. (laughs) Um...
1: And uh, and and then I, I would like get into these arguments at parties and stuff where like some <laughs> cute, very nice girl would just be like,
0: well, why, why do you hate Jesus? And like, I'd be like, it's not that. Does, then, so did you go back home? I mean, I'm sure you went back home for summers after college, yeah. right? Did you go back home after college completely and have this new attitude around your family and old church friends by never, any chance? Never, man,
1: never. Because they're nice people. There's right. no reason to do that. There's no,
0: like I am 100%. Although lately I've had my patience with my mom is very thin and when we drive when she makes us go to church on christmas eve which i is a one-time year i have to go i just call out every hypocrisy of the catholic well, church of her belief system okay and i'm like this is it doesn't do anything but hurt so i had this like religious epiphany i'm uh, i'm gonna just steamroll as i do in every conversation but when my dad was dying like we had to have a priest come into the house and give him last rites and that was a really intense experience first of all Highly don't recommend in-house hospice because there will be a spot in your mom's living room permanently where a loved one passed away. Not the best plan. But this priest came in to give last rites, and I don't believe in any of this shit. And I'm dealing with this. My dad is dying. I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm I'm getting married in a couple of months. And I'm like, I'm an atheist. I'm like, fuck this. And my mom's like, the priest. And then I looked in my mom's face when the priest gave my dad last rites, and I was like, why am I going to stop this? Like, why am I going to let, take this away from my mom? The way it made her, and my mom is not a, you know, one of those people who's pushing biblical law on the masses. She's just Mm -hmm. a lady who goes to church every Sunday and prays for good things to happen to people who are in bad situations. And I was like, what the fuck? why do I need to be so aggressively atheist at that moment? And it felt that moment I was like, oh, you need to chill. Like, this is important. It's look what it's, this is the good part of religion that you don't hear about when you live in like a super secular world. Like you forget about the positive parts of religion where it means so much. All you hear about is it being wielded like a weapon in politics and all that stuff. And you get like really jaded about Christianity and shit.
1: That's the thing about it is that it's very powerful. And so people will use it to get the things done or get what they want. Uh, They'll use it to hurt people and like shame them. But then there's, you meet these people. And this is when it comes to individual experiences is what all of religion is. I'd say that my biggest, the reason that, so I was a militant atheist and I'm not anymore because I see what I think of as God in other people. Where I see these people that do believe in God and are so good that exemplify, like, this idea of love so strongly that they could believe in, like, like a flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. if it made them be that way, I want to know what that is, too.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah.
1: But – and that's my belief, is if it makes you a better person, sure. If it makes you an asshole, no.
0: But so – but – yeah, you can replace the word religion there with uh, college, uh, fraternity, bu- uh, business, company. You, yeah. Whatever you choose to identify then you could either you could use it for good and be a cool about it or you can be an asshole about a lot. Like people yeah. just do it. Just religion is more powerful than it's
1: like you shouldn't take anything too seriously. Yeah, I mean, anything.
0: Pre, you're preaching to the choir here. i like, I remember someone told me when I was a kid, don't sweat the small stuff. Also, everything is small stuff. It's right. like one of the coolest expressions ever. You're like, oh, yeah. But I think that's what's crazy too in, in that, like, if religion should teach you anything, it should teach you how minor our time on this earth is. If you truly believe... In Christianity or, or or whatever your religion is, most of them have this big afterlife part of it. You should not be so... Like, you're only... You're only here for 80, 90 years. Like whatever. You have the eternity of happiness. Why don't you chill? why don't you let two gay guys kiss because you're going to go live for fucking ever in the, seated at the right hand of the father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go dig in, dude. While you're here for 90 years, just chill out.
1: <laughs> but that's where that that's where things get interesting cuz so so everybody has their personal journey with religion right. where they fall upon this philosophy and like it is all a la carte. All of it is a Oh, la carte. yes, yes. And, and I grew up with a problem because my my particular uh, religious sect was like it's my, our way or the highway you know right there was the belief was that if you didn't accept Jesus Christ into your heart and were born again which is the concept of like you have to say Jesus come into my heart be a part of my life you had to say those words if you didn't say that you would go to hell you would go to hell
0: you had to say that like as part of one ceremony or like as a daily it's, practice it, yeah like
1: you, you turn, they called it like turning your heart to God Um, at being born again is the term being born again
0: right so is this assembly of God is what it's called is that technically a born again Christian yeah are you like uh, because I know a little bit I've heard a little bit about people being born again at the end of every
1: sermon there's a time where you turn your heart to God if anybody hasn't been born again they get the opportunity Um, and like to the point where like you know I'd be asking people I'd be like did Gandhi yeah Gandhi went to hell oh (laughs) you know right that's, that's,
0: that's when you start finding like those weird little Oh, that's just the head gum offices voicemail, which for some reason they keep the answering machine in the studio. We record <laughs> there's a whole building here. Um, uh, Sorry. So what uh, we were saying, uh, you have to people get born again at the end of. Yes.
1: And if you don't say those words and you don't do it through Jesus Christ, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the one true savior and the son of God, then you will not go to heaven. Um, And I remember being a kid and being like, well, what happened just after Jesus, like 20 years after Jesus? And they'd be like, well, the word spread. People knew. And I remember I was like nine. And I asked, I was like, what about people in Japan? That was isolated from other cultures, you know. Until Commodore yeah. Matthew
0: Perry came there and opened up the spheres of influence. That's right, before
1: the, before the 1500s. Yeah. Uh, when those people lived, were Shintos and died, did they go to hell? And I remember uh, a person in my church just being like, well, I'm just glad I'm not God and I don't have to make that call. Because it's the belief, they you know, they stuck by their
0: guns. Right, that's that's really, because that's, that's the craziest thing about religion is that i don't think like not everyone can be correct right <laughs> like right.
1: and that's that's where all these sex uh happen like okay so my town had a population of maybe four thousand. it had like 18 churches
0: because there's just like so many delineations And people
1: of... jumped all the time yeah the lutheran church is across the street from the baptist church down the street from the methodist church then there's the other lutheran church then there's
0: the uh, one that the black kid goes to <laughs> you know it's like... <laughs> They all have like weird, that's the one that uh, that's the tall, weird widow woman goes, to. like everyone knows, like it's a small and town gossip. You'd be in
1: that church, and then the pastor would have a sermon where they'd be like, you know, and dyeing your hair is technically against what God wanted. And some woman with this bleach blonde hair would be like, well, I'm out.
0: Lutheran for me, 95 right. theses, baby. <laughs> there, was a big,
1: there was a big problem in our church uh, many years ago because there was, <clears throat> people speak in tongues all the time. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable.
0: I had a friend, uh, one of my old roommates told me, like, he went to, like, a Bible study group and they were, like, people were speaking in tongues. And he was, like, he he's, like, a goofy, weird hippie. And he was, like, I just figured, like, you're supposed to. So I did it. And they lost their minds. They were, like, it's working. And he was, like, I didn't have the heart to tell him. Oh, I just thought we were supposed to be silly and do this.
1: I thought I spoke in tongues twice. You did. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get into this. Let's tell tell me about this. So, what would happen? Are people not familiar with speaking in tongues just out of curiosity people <laughs> you can't answer me. I You're, will I will explain what speaking <laughs> Yeah, is. exactly.
1: Uh the idea of tongues is that it is a secret language between you and the Lord that the devil can't understand.
0: Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, at least as it was explained to me in my church. Now, I used to go to a Christian summer camp that was not a Assembly of God Christian summer camp. It was a Brethren uh, summer camp, which is another extreme church that doesn't believe in tongues. But they do believe in women covering their head, not speaking in church, and they don't have pastors. The men take turns during the ser- doing the sermon. So it's very different, but oh, weird. also weird. And they told me that speaking in tongues was a sin.
0: You, had, you went to a Christian summer camp too? For like five years, co-ed. Team. Uh, wow! I went yeah. to a, I went to 4-H camp, which I just for a week uh, 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 like five summers in a row, and then uh-huh. I retroactively learned that it was a religious camp. They don't preach yeah. anything out there, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know. that. I was a big 4-H
1: guy growing up too. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. got a lot of blue ribbons for like sewing and corsage making. Oh yeah,
0: of... I was uh, I always got uh, credits for swimming. I was a big. I'd always <laughs> yeah. sign up for all the swimming activities because I was like That's the only thing I could like to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, that basically you get just for like not drowning,
0: right? right that just means i went to the i went in the yeah. lake with and let the cool kids sit in their jeans on the beach and i i actually took my shirt off and went in the water yeah. <laughs> which is a huge thing when you're 12 yeah man <laughs> uh so i'm sorry so you went to a christian summer camp there's a brethren summer Brethren camp. Which...
1: summer camp uh so they like you know they they t- preach that speaking in tongues was against was against god's thing that that wasn't a real thing um but i i would go to these youth retreats for my church not a summer camp but retreats so like you go for a weekend and let's say you go to chapel at like 4 p.m and you you start you you, there's the sermon it's you know you have a sermon and then there's uh music and they play all these like christian prog rock things and everybody's singing um and then it the music just keeps playing like kind of like even if it's not singing anymore now it's just kind of chanting and people are waving and they're making sounds that anywhere else would be very uncomfortable they're like oh jesus jesus and you're like yeah people just
0: sort of like get into that right like yeah
1: yeah, like rhythmic swaying thing and um uh the pastor comes back on and he's like i the holy spirit is going to move here tonight it's going to move here tonight with you people it, this has been encouraged, and it's and people start crying, and people start like, yes, we're gonna banish evil from our lives. We're gonna banish sin. We're gonna banish the world tonight. We're gonna find the Holy Spirit. You are going to speak in tongues. Hours pass. We go at 4 p.m. You're there till like 2 a.m. No food. Standing the entire time. The lights are down. Everybody's praying. Everybody's crying. People start breaking out into to, to tongues around you, which sounds. Insane. It sounds insane. And I grew up listening to people speak in tongues since I was like five. Jesus that's gotta be fucking intense crazy because
0: like based on like the stuff I've seen in fiction or in improv scenes it's like it's like terrifying it's, it's, like, it's like, like it's
1: uncomfortable uh, to, Yeah, it sounds it sounds crazy it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like an auctioneer
0: it sounds because I always thought it was called tongues because it was very much about tongue movement because to me it sounds like this it is but like with
1: this weird fervor to it like oh shambhalaya 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 it's very uncomfortable um and so uh so you're swaying that happens it just happens it just takes over and and, and i just, and i'm just speaking in tongues and, and it's
0: got to be it's got to be the like let's let's uh, as uh, matt damon says in the marshall let's science the shit out of this it's got to be like just exhaustion group think fucking all of h- that. hunger all of that um that the desire to want to do it to want to participate oh, to god yeah want right it. yeah because then if it happens even if you're like i don't know because like who it's is like a, leading this dance Really, this right?
1: encouragement where it's like it's a spiritual bar mitzvah sort of where right. it's like you're not really a Christian until this happens to you. Right,
0: right, right. You're right.
1: you're you're saying you are, but you're faking it until it happens.
0: Now, here I went to Catholicism, which was a way watered down. Like you know, it's just one day a week of learning about Catholicism, but we we were such bad kids and all we talked about is how much we hated it what's the youth like in these groups i know there, i there's like the stereotype of like youth groups and youth pastors who are you know the young republican of religion like mm-hmm. the, I, ne- I never knew anyone like that who was really into re- but we're we're like some of the kids in your church like this is all bullshit i gotta go at my mom and were you guys like Danny's an asshole, or was Not, it like everyone sort of into it?
1: Everybody was really into it for the most part. There are a few kids that weren't quite as into it, but like...
0: Weird. That is the power of religion. It could even and, get over like teen angst.
1: Because a lot of it was like community for kids too. Right, like,
0: it gave you something you to do. youth
1: group, and like there were hot girls in my youth group.
0: That, that was going to be my... Literally my next question was like, was there hooking up happening, or is the religion so... Like, you know? cause, cause nothing, not even the idea of eternal damnation can, can fight back, uh, uh like teenage boys, uh, you, horniness.
1: so I, I had a crush on this girl when I was in like seventh grade and she was in my youth group and I wrote her a letter being like, you want to date? And she was like, yes. And so we dated over the phone basically and saw each other at youth group. <laughs> and I remember, um, I went to a piano recital that she was in that her parents drove and I got to sit. I got to sit in the back of the van with her and I put my arm around her and I got to this day, the most raging boner of my life.
0: There's, <laughs> oh, the, it's, that's a sliding scale. They never get as good as they like boners <laughs> only get worse. I,
1: like, like I was afraid my pants were going to rip and, I, and that never, that doesn't actually happen. Um, and I remember feeling so much shame that that happened that like, I didn't see her as a sister in Christ. Oh, my God. So there was a lot of shame afterwards. Um, Like, as a teenager, I would, like, jerk off, but I'd only think about, like, non-Christian women.
0: Oh, man, jerking off for Jews. (laughs) Basically. You're like like Fran Dresser is the only
1: person. (laughs) Yeah, like, I could think about girls at school that weren't Christians, but I couldn't think about...
0: Wow. See, I think that's one of the main things that religion gets wrong. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of crazy shit, but I think like a lot more people would be like okay and uh, down with religion if it didn't have such a negative part because everyone is still doing it like every like that's right but i it- didn't right i guess that's fucking and i
1: didn't until i was 19 jesus that's right. crazy it stuck with me even after i dropped religion i was still like but being good, being a moral and upright person, means not having. Wow.
0: sex see, yeah, that this is like my big. Dis- I mean, I don't. I'm not like promoting teens and teen sex or anything. I mean, not right now. But come to my live show in Austin, we'll have live <laughs> teen sex on stage. <laughs> I get immediately shut down. Um, We've got one dozen teens in the house. <laughs> yeah. Let's all fuck. Hey. Oh shit, cops are here. <laughs> um. That's, like, my main thing is that, like, it, that just... Everyone gets around to boning eventually. I mean, not everyone, obviously, but, you know, X amount of people get around to... Uh, almost everyone eventually gets down to boning. And your church... Pa- like, those pastors in those religions are allowed to marry, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're having sex, too. Like, I, I feel like a priest is the only person... And God knows what how we all... <laughs> the rep... There's a certain rep about Catholic priests as well, but it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like why have that be part of it why have the non the no premarital sex part why have all that be part of it but this is like that's an insane question right that's like yeah
1: well I mean if you look back at like why you wouldn't do that it's like so you don't have like a bajillion kids right. that you can't take care of so it's probably a sanitary thing. Right. You know, to protect like, you so, from disease. Right, and, so, like, you're not spreading diseases and stuff like that. Right. And also because people get real sensitive about having sex.
0: Right. And it's just easier. Just pick one person when you're a full grown adult and fuck only that person, please. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but because of it, but that was a very important part to the religion. You know, right. If you think about it, America was founded by prudes, right? Like, yes, we have we all the assholes that england was like you guys suck too much for us go to america like right. don't like so right yourselves. we are the land
0: of the free but they europe is like the most sexually free place. the idea yeah. the
1: idea is like yeah free to be assholes about sex that's really (laughs)
0: what it was europe was like we
1: all want to keep fucking each other (laughs) and and they're like okay go go to america and sew your clothes right it's crazy
0: that italians are catholic when you when you think about the italian stereotype of fucking like it's you don't go to italy and everyone's like buttoned up like i'm waiting till i'm married to fuck yeah
1: (laughs) if you think about it like we complain about like fanaticism in the in the middle east and stuff like that america was founded by religious fanatics of christianity who were
0: crazy enough that were like fuck it let's take this boat across the ocean and find hey we want to do things our way honestly your way is a little weird we don't and they're like fine we're gonna find a new world to do it in Mm -hmm. and we show up there and like hey who are these brown people they're like oh we've been here for all right move over move over i'm sitting (laughs) here and
1: that's and that's why uh new england has all these like really old St- like that's kind of where wasps come from you right, know? right right White right Angel, yeah Anglo-Saxon protestants yeah <laughs> uh is that they've had to stick up their butt for 400 years
0: yeah that's weird we are a country founded on prude big yeah, time man that's, and that's such that's a why, weird
1: that's why we're so fucked up about sex
0: right and that's like sex is such a weird thing in it's our country a
1: scandal if you have sex you know it's
0: yeah sex no one talks about it
1: you're not allowed to talk about it. No,
0: and I mean like... If you do sex education it, in this country person. is like bot. Yeah, talking about sex is gross, is ta- tacky, taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, sex education for the young people is brutal. Yeah. I remember... Uh, I'm a, a, just a girl I dated once trying to leave any evidence of trying to figure out who it is. She... Didn't know to when she got her first period what happened. And she wasn't from, like, a farm or anything like that. She didn't know what happened because her mom never talked to her about it. Right. That's fucking crazy.
1: It... It's totally crazy. Doesn't
0: everyone have a weird friend who has an older brother? Like that's how, I thought that's how everyone learned about sex. It was like <laughs> your fr- your friend's older brother who now, when you have some hindsight twenty years later, you are like, oh, he was a loser. He was talking to kids like six years younger than them about yeah. fucking.
1: <laughs> I remember I had a friend that we would just like compare notes, be like, so it comes out white, right? And
0: like, <laughs> no, I, I I mean I I'm not afraid to admit it. I was I was, I was jerking off next to people. Didn't know I wow. I didn't know the like I actually.
1: Well, we have the shame built in.
0: Right, religion. Right. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, if I looked at my friends, if I saw my friend's dick, I was gay.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> <try to laughs> well, a I am a rather gay. Uh, we used to, like, like, jerk off, like... We knew other people were jerking off. It would be like uh, we'd like put a porno on and like four people would be like under their blankets at a sleepover party and be like, we're all jerking off. We're not talking about it, but we would all jerk off in the same room. And I swore up and down that everyone did this. And like I told my <laughs> wife and she was like, that's really weird. Yeah, and I was like, no, I think everyone grew up. to." She's like, no. <laughs> and then we went to a party and I was like, I'm going to ask. It. And I walk into this brunch party and it's like 20 people in their mid 30s. I'm like, all right. So, I grew up (laughs) blah, 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 and my wife here says that that's weird, and everyone's like, dude, no. When When
1: I hear stories about, like, a basketball team fucking a girl like a whole team and stuff I'm like that's insane why would you ever have your wiener out near another wiener the, that it's is the you. Mo- <laughs> it's
0: you you No, and- I'm not running the train on women because I think that's disrespectful unless the woman is into it then you know whatever consensual and it's respectful <laughs> yeah then it's re- then it's the utmost respect it's respecting her customs <laughs> yeah. I'd like for all five of you to jizz on me you got it <laughs> you're you're into this <laughs> when I grew
1: up that's what we did <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, no, and I, how do we get, how did we, I mean, we know, we always end up talking about beating off at some point on this podcast, but where were we at in, oh, so we were talking about sex fucking us up, but let's get back to Assembly of God. Yeah. Uh, so what's that like, what's that moment like when you leave or when you're done with it and, and.
1: You know, honestly, it's not like it's like a breakup. It's not like no. there was a fight.
0: You don't like a, your pastor isn't like calling your mom to be like, "Hey, let's talk about David leaving the fold" or something um, like that. I
1: moved out of my house when I was seventeen. <laughs> okay, and I went to college and I didn't come back. Oh, that makes sense, right? That, yeah, um, uh, I had like a whole tumultuous like growing up with because you, you can imagine with parents like that.
0: With parents it's like that, extreme. and like you're saying, like you, you know, have a lot of the, like, you have a lot of the classics, like stepdad, uh, you know, like you right. have a lot of those situations, overly religious. When yeah.
1: I was in seventh grade, I uh, forged my parents' names on a progress report because if they saw it, I was afraid that they were going to lose their minds. So I got caught. They did lose their minds, uh, and uh, they took all of my toys, everything that I liked, and they threw it out. Wow gone
0: just like god would have wanted
1: them and so i was left with a bed and a desk and um that's a reaction that's a that's a good reaction to a forged progress
0: report which is low low stakes right yeah. So uh, I had a super strict father too, and uh, that's like the like insanely strict. Like he came from a different world than I did, and I was mm-hmm. like, I rebelled against that immediately. I left for college. I came home on summers, didn't speak to him, and then moved out the second I graduated college. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it was, <laughs>
1: that was a, that was a good thing, right? Right. This yeah. is what I'm saying is if they had made being a Christian like that a little more appealing, I might have a church in upstate New York. Right. Yeah. If they had been five percent more like. Hey, you can hang out with your friends.
0: No, Love it, you. a, a lot of people forget that forgiveness part of Christianity, which is like a huge element of it. Well, well so not, maybe not. So they were both
1: alcoholics. So like they had kind of a wildlife, uh, like alcoholics. And also like my dad had been to jail and stuff like that, like doesn't talk about it now. Uh, and so it was the sort of thing where it's like they had lived a rough life and there's nothing worse than The recent convert, like that's the most zealous person you're going to find. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, anyone like your friend who's been fat their whole life and is now fit, or, you know, like the new marathoner, the new Uh, vegan. Right, yeah.
1: I told the story about how um, I left a shovel in the field and my dad ran over it with the tractor and he told me Jesus was disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like,
1: he's like, you hurt me you hurt jesus and like believe he
0: believed it you oh, know? that's all- right and like the argument there was like so then what did uh, what about your whole past life <laughs>
1: right, right. <Yeah. laughs> which you know 8 year old me wasn't ready to be no like, no yeah, exactly
0: what did you do old well, man that's what i mean you wouldn't right. have said that or you might not have even said it at 18 but it's like hey people Immediately, when s- people get on their high horses, they immediately lose any sense of self where they're like, you're like, wait, 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 wait. What are you, what are you mad about? The sh- what, what about the thing you did yesterday It was very similar? Well,
1: we're not talking about that. We're not that. talking about yeah, that yeah. because <laughs> my message is correct. Because my message is from God. And <laughs> yeah. there was so much. Oh, this is the thing I want to talk about. I know we don't have a lot of time. Problems, we
0: do. We got, but- we got a lot of time. Oh, Let's great. Start,
1: yeah. uh, this is the thing I want to talk about. There was a, a divide in my church because uh, there were people speaking in tongues and there was a woman that translated the tongues didn't clear it with the pastor, so like pastor's got his sermon, and then we're doing a worship session, and somebody's speaking in tongues, and she's speaking English translating what that person she's is like in shouting
0: uh, in English next to a person who's so
1: speaking or, or it'd be her tongues or somebody else's tongue so like she'd speaking tongues first and she'd be like my children you've been called upon to build which is kind of biting my pastor's thing
0: Right, because that's his thing. He communicates with God. So then, and also, you this this tongues is between you and God, right? And this woman's like, well, I guess I speak the but same she language was as like, God. God
1: yeah. told me to do this, so there was like a little thing where, like, uh, the, I don't know, I was pretty young at the time, but my guess is that you know the pastor was like, hey, uh, you kind of need to cool it, yeah, that's with not, that. Yeah. And she was like, cool it on the Lord, and so <laughs> they left the church. That family left the church, and some people left with them.
0: I feel like, I mean, that's how every, like, I feel like you can just guess that that's how every religion was started. It was like all right here's our religion it's like and no shellfish and five people were like we really like shellfish <laughs> they're like we'll go start your own church he's like oh yeah great and they just right. walk across the street it's like so who re- like who here requires clams and mollusks for sustenance and they're like yeah yeah i'm gonna probably do the the sea i'm gonna go do the red lobster fucking church across the street and everyone goes over there it's like all right no gay sex it's like well we're kind of gay it's like oh well there is a church over there that allows like, all right well let's start that one and just keep building it down until yeah. it's like you know until there's jedi you,
1: you want to okay? So, so here, so, here,
0: <laughs> so the only go, true religion in my book. <laughs> um, uh,
1: a problem I always had with uh, uh, my church's religion is that um, God wrote the Bible, and then nothing happened between then and now. Like, there was no 2,000 years of history, which is, like, like so, like, there's a lot, like, you know, you'd be like, well, what about Easter? Like, why do we have Easter eggs? And why does it happen to be on, like, you know, the uh, solstice or whatever? And they'd be like, it just, it's just a coincidence that it has a lot of iconi- iconography from, like, pagan ceremonies. That's just a coincidence. Um, so, going back in time, 300 AD, um, you've got uh, Constantine. Uh, head of the um, the Byzantine Empire. Keanu Reeves. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and uh, you have two different sects of the church. You've got the uh, people fighting. They're called iconoclasts. Uh, some people believe that you can have visual representations of Jesus Christ and put them in stained glass and make art, and it's beautiful. Some people believe you cannot do that at all. And they fight. And Constantine is like, look, you're going to, like, rip my kingdom apart. Uh, This sucks. Um, Okay. Hey, I'm in charge of the church. And uh, some of you are right and could do your own church here. And some of you could do your own church here. And that's how the Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church split. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Is that the Catholics are like, we want pictures of Mary.
0: We are getting so much money from our stupid fucking people who believe we're collecting money from the poorest people to build. And we want to make fucking beautiful art. We have the money now. Right. That's That's what Catholic Church. That was a
1: big thing was the Hagia Sophia in Turkey was uh, this beautiful domed uh, uh, church that's there to this day. There was a lot of people that are like, it's too beautiful.
0: Can't do it. So Catholics, uh, Catholics, of course, because it's, you know, a little, got that Italian Roman background. Everything is so fucking gaudy in Catholicism. Oh man. <laughs> I, Alec Baldwin said on his podcast one time, he's like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not very religious, but I guess I'm Catholic. Cause it's like, if I am going to believe, uh, I might as well go to the one that has the nicest house, right? right? It's like if, I, if I'm going to pick one of these arbitrarily, I hope I'm not misquoting Mr. A. B. Uh, Long Island's oh, true son, not <laughs> me. But uh, but uh, that's what I felt like. That's and also that's just like going back to me. Uh, when you're a kid and you're like, they're passing around, and your mom is putting a dollar in the thing or giving you a quarter to put it in the basket, and you're looking around, and there's like everything is gold <laughs> and like Dude. everything is satin and everything is stained glass you know, and it's concrete pillar, and it's like, I'm like, what the fuck? What who is? Where's this money going to? We, yeah,
1: in my church, we built a new church while I was a member of it. Uh, the pastor would go on these wonderful vacations every year. Which, by the way, now as an adult seeing the congregation he deals with, I'm like, go. You yeah, you need a
0: couple of weeks off just but, to not have to answer everyone's prayers. He,
1: he had this daughter that was my age that she, he would take on like to Hawaii and stuff and the only vacation I'd ever been on was my parents took me to Lancaster, Pennsylvania for one week. Where everything, cl- it's the home of the Amish. Everything closes at 5 p.m. So like we'd go out to like antique and then we'd come back to at 5 p.m. to our econo lodge and watch Dukes of Hazard till we fell asleep. Uh, like, so I had this resentment and it was 10%. You gave 10% of what you earned. The tithing, yeah. Right. Jesus. Solid 10
0: so you're giving forty to the government, ten to your church, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's what you did. And oh. I,
1: I tithe. I had to tithe on birthday money and stuff like that.
0: No, uh-huh. that's wild. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're getting to the end here. I, I could ask you a million questions, and we will. But for the sake of listeners, we'll, um, do you have in current in, currently in in your life? Do you have anything that you could any behavior or likes dislikes hobbies or anything that you could trace back to your, or like any holdovers negative or positive or things you'll never do because of your time inside god's assembly or things that you still find yourself doing because of uh, your your time in uh, assembly of god
1: well i i think sex is a big thing I'm, I'm still very uncomfortable talking about it like personally i could talk about sex in the grand scheme
0: yeah but yeah well i mean i think also as you get older and especially once you're in a monogamous relationship i don't like talking about sex that much anymore because you know who i'm talking about like you've met her like i think that changes a little when you're like not a single dude sleeping around you like if i tell a sex story if i'm like bro doggy style the other night it's like I'm talking about my wife I've been with for 13 years yeah. it's like, that's when I always feel that's when I feel weird when your single friends are like bro this chick had the biggest and I was like I love titty fucking they're like who are you talking I'm like oh yeah that's <laughs> right, my right. wife That's yeah. a very direct matter <laughs> yeah. who you're talking about <laughs> yeah. it's like any sex story you tell me may or I tell you may flash in our heads when we meet each other's wives right, right? it's right. like hey this is Tiffany you're like Tiffany titty fucking I remember now <laughs> right
1: and, yeah. and, and like, then it's rude then <laughs> right it's rude. exactly
0: then it feels weird then it's too personal yeah So, but I can imagine Imagine that is deep uh, like i think i was weird about sex in movies for a long time because my dad would like mention it when we would watch like an action movie mm-hmm. he would say something and it would fuck me up for like totally. weeks <laughs> yeah
1: totally I can't be around i can't like like sex scenes in movies make me uncomfortable interesting yeah. two people love each other <laughs> And I'm like, ew, yuck. Have somebody (laughs) cut a head off. Come on. Get back to that. (laughs)
0: Let's get back to the machine guns.
1: (laughs) Uh, And and we were taught that way. In fact, when we were watching Forrest Gump, uh, we were watching it when I was young, and... uh, it's the Lieutenant Dan uh, scene where like it's like New Year's and you bring some girls home and they said said, like shit three times and my dad was like turn this off (laughs) and we turned it off and the next day I was just like hanging out and um, I was like hey dad I was wondering if maybe um, I could finish watching Forrest Gump and he turned at me he's got these like he's got like Donald Sutherland blue eyes (laughs) like bulgy and piercing and he looks at me and he goes when hell freezes over (laughs) and so I was fucking i'm fucked up about forrest gump to this day i can't sit
0: and watch it all the way through that's true you're better for it it's fine
1: (laughs) i just like i get to the party like the new year's eve thing and i'm like i gotta go make some food or something i gotta (laughs) got some emails i gotta i watch this movie in
0: two parts leaving out the uh, the aids part and the lieutenant dan part seriously (laughs) um yeah any, any other behaviors do you like like any or anything you track back or your wife or someone who's outside of it like will say to you like dude that's a weird like anything else you can pinpoint on that because i'm always curious how it if I, like you took some of the good stuff away it sounds like you still have like you know your idea of like being good to one another <laughs> yeah i think my
1: concept of morality is still from that yeah um uh but i will say that i am very non-judgmental of people I'm, i mean let me say this i'm hugely judgmental of everything i see I have an immediate reaction of like, <laughs> that's fucking stupid, to everything. Uh, yeah, don't we all? <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm a very judgmental person. But when it comes to how I behave towards people because of that, I always try to be like, well, what? I hated when people made me feel bad for the way I was as a person. So oh. I will not do that to another person.
0: Yeah, I think most people think most things people do is stupid, but I also think most things I do are stupid. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have like that judgment of like, this is so dumb, right. but hey, whatever, do it. The,
1: you have, <laughs> yeah, you have the realization that like, oh, like they're idiots. I'm just as much of an idiot. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's a strong, strong point of view. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me. Horse divorce. Uh. David C. Ebert. Is that is that it? Is it C is your middle initial C? That's my middle initial. Yeah. Why do I know that? Is it in your email address or something? Uh, yeah, I would spoil, spoiler like alert. David Ebert
1: in entertainment, so I had to be David Charles Ebert for like I right. and stuff. Like
0: Bill Macy. <laughs> William H. Macy, no one calls him William or William H. But it's one of those things. Right. And I hear the same thing with Sandra Bullock. It's like, because of SAG, there was like a Sandy something like a long time ago. So oh. she went by Sandra, and that's how everyone but no one calls her that. It's like it's weird. Like someone called me. Someone, I used my credit card to buy a coffee the other day, and they were like, Jonathan? And I have not been called Jonathan by a stranger. <laughs> I, but only people that call me Jonathan are my family back home, and they don't even really do it that much. Yeah. So I heard it. It blew my mind. I was like, how did you? And I was like, oh, I swipe my credit card, and it's my, like, my my... my you know, my travel name, my, fu- like, I always have to like, when I get booked to do a travel so- something, I'm like, oh, also my real name is Jonathan. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Cause I always forget David
1: C. Ebert. David Charles. I don't like the name because I always pictured David Charles Ebert as the guy that like wearing boat shoes that gets pushed into the lake at the end of an eighties movie.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, DC. My Ebert- father will hear this. <laughs> and <I'll> hear <laughs> yeah. You're like foots tangled up in like the rope of the canoe. <laughs> yeah. DC Ebert. Too too many uh, e sounds in uh-huh. a row right there. That's yeah. too difficult to be. You beat. know, I wasn't
1: even born in Ebert because I'm adopted by my dad. Right, so that's not even a great last name that got tacked on. Wait a minute. Yeah,
0: you were adopted by the dad, the your, stepdad, your stepdad that your adopted mom me. married yeah. when you were
1: younger. Yeah, I was born in Flanagan.
0: Oh, and. That's so. So it's really funny because my last name, Gabris, actually, my father barely knows his real dad. Mm -hmm. That is the Gabris. My dad was raised by his stepdad. My dad has five younger brothers and sisters. The first three kids are from Gabris, the next three are from the uh, stepdad. Mm -hmm. And he was raised by his stepdad. So. My dad told us we were German our whole lives. And I was like, well, my last. Or, and I like, when you search Gabris, it's like the plural word of dudes in Punjabi. And it's like all Eastern European or like there's a Gabris, yeah. like the goat god in like a Serbian religion. Oh, and I god. was like, I was like, Dad, yeah, I don't think we're. Well, he's like, well. Horsed, his stepdad was german so we were raised culturally german i'm like oh so i gotta do like that ancestry thing because now i don't even know oh, i yeah. my whole life i was like oh i'm italian and german yeah and then like when i was like i think even my wife was the one who was like well if your dad's stepdad is german then you're not blood german what are you and we were like oh we have no idea <laughs> yeah it's really funny we both have that weird uh ancestral last name situation i was just
1: reading like my grandma's like journal from when she was 14 which is incredibly uncomfortable uh,
0: <laughs> like, but like, it was lot... christmas <laughs> so yeah. the family gathered around like you read a lot of stuff that's like
1: i'm sweet on tom and like tom's not your grandpa uh, <laughs> and uh there's a lot of stuff in there that's like i have english relatives never once mentioned like all these heritage things so and then funny. you realize of course none of it matters
0: I don't even talk to my cousins that live in New York you know like I'm not right. gonna talk to like a great uncle on the other side like I always get like weird Tumblr and Twitter messages of like hey my last name's Gabris, and I'm from Long Island are we related and I'm like well the guy who gave me this name in the long run we don't my dad didn't go to his funeral Yeah, like so I don't know maybe mm. your division of Gabris is cooler but we don't really talk about that guy that's yeah.
1: what I have with a lot of the half brothers and sisters where it's like we're related and I'm like,
0: oh, I kind of don't tie myself to that anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, David, where uh, what can we plug? This will probably go up uh, a week from today or so. So. <laughs> I didn't think about Well this. you're at Horse Divorce I'm on? at
1: Horse Divorce on Twitter
0: Check out Guy Code and Joking Off No um, <laughs>
1: They're they're done uh, right now for, They're not running so, For now uh, Davidcebert.com this is where you can check out shows that I'm doing My schedule's up there And then uh, I'm also on One Idiot Which is a sketch team at the UCB
0: in New York Called One Idiot or What Idiot? One Idiot One Idiot Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Is it a team? Like there's more than just you? It's a team. Oh, okay. It's cool. a team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we
1: currently have a show running called What the Horse Saw, which is a Tennessee Williams parody play, which is very good.
0: Uh so if you're in New York, check that out. If you're visiting New York, check yeah. the schedule and check that out. As always, I'm at John Gabris on Twitter. Uh download Fourth Man Out, watch it on demand. Um, Come to my live show, come to the live fucking High and Mighty at the North Door in Austin at South by Southwest on Friday, March 11th at 3 p.m. I'm up there with Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood and why she didn't text back or one of the other head gum podcasts which is escaping me but it's three fucking podcasts for the price of one for the price of I don't know how much is a podcast oh it's free alright backpedal 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 pay a couple of bucks get in there have some drinks at the bar hang out watch whatever the fuck my show is gonna be thank you very much as always David C. Ebert horse divorce <laughs> I'm your man the number one fuck boy John Gabriel saying see you later shitheads